Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Are you listening? Yo, what's going on, everybody? This is Marcus, and you are tuned in to the Black Married and Debt-Free Podcast. My wife, Shire, and I were able to eliminate six figures worth of debt, and we're all about empowering others to do the same. In this episode, we're going to be wrapping up our FIRE series. We'll be sharing our thoughts on the FIRE movement, as well as talking about our awesome interviews with Our Rich Journey and Rich and Regular. So turn this way up, sit back, and enjoy the Black Married and Debt-Free Podcast. What's going on, everybody? This is Marcus, and I'm here with my lovely wife, Shira. And we wanted to hop on, guys, because we're just, we're just bubbling over with energy. We're super excited after being able to sit down with Amani Christina from Outreach Journey and Julian and Kirsten from Rich and Regular. Guys, we are concluding our fire mini series here on the Black Married and Debt Free Podcast, and you know, we just wanted to hop on and, and just kind of share our thoughts after being able to speak with two awesome couples. Yes. And so if you have not heard the podcast with our rich journey and rich and regular, we would encourage you to view those because in doing so, I think our conversation right now will make a little bit more sense to kind of bring the whole matter home. Absolutely. Shire, what are some of your major takeaways from the conversations with Irish journey and rich and regular in regards to, to fire and, and just, you know, retiring early, early retirement. What are your thoughts on that? Do you have any, anything that sticks out? Well, first off, I just want to talk about them as people. Let's do that. They are just wonderful. So inspirational. And I got a lot of great takeaways. I believe our audience got a lot of great takeaways yes. and we just love everything that they're doing and their willingness to come on on our and their willingness to come on our podcast to share their journey. Right. I think it's a privilege, the privilege that me and you get to be able to sit down with these amazing couples. Um, you know, I know we distribute a lot of information and a lot of uh, education, but we get an opportunity to learn as well when we get to sit down with couples like Amana Christina and Kirsten and Julian. So. It's, it was just amazing and it's very inspiring like I feel inspired that's part of the reason why we said let's 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 talk about it you know what I mean let's sit down and talk about it so right yeah. and I know that I said this on the podcast but one of the things that I realized after reaching debt freedom was that I still had to get up and go to work the next day I still had my regular bills, I mean, with the exclusion of credit cards, my student loan and the mortgage, which I mean, that is a blessing. Um, But I still had to trade time for dollars. And I think that the FIRE movement really speaks to a new way of living, a new goal that people can actually strive for. It goes against a lot of the conventional or the traditional 
recommendations that a lot of these money gurus have been sharing with us for years. Yep. The advice to save 10% or 15% when in fact, if you are uh, blessed to be able to save a little bit more, that is exactly uh, what you might want to consider doing because you'll have more of your time. Right, I think that here's the thing, Sharon. So you have people who aren't preparing for retirement at all, right? Right. And individuals found a way to preach to that audience by saying, hey, give 10%, give 15%, you know, and, and that's that's good. That's better than nothing. Right. But I think what's so cool about this movement is they're challenging that individual even more. Just like how you said, if you can put more in, if you can invest more, if you can accelerate it, why not do that? Why stop at the 10 or 15% and feel like, you know what, I'm doing good. I can blow the rest of my disposable income or I can, you know, do what I want with this, with the rest of my income. Why not challenge yourself? You know, that's what we're all about is consistently challenging yourself. And this movement challenges that individual to contribute more and right. to accelerate. And it challenges us. You know, we're yeah. at a savings rate of around 30%. Right. And that has been a blood, you know, that has been a huge blessing. I'm so glad that we are able to contribute um, the amount that we are able to. But it's like, wow, can we do a little bit more? Yeah. And so I think that it would be a great time for us to revisit our spending plan Absolutely. and see if maybe we could save a little bit more. Um, and then also it makes me think of, you know, what other things can we do to make more income right. so that we might be able to throw that money um, into our growing pot uh, for retirement. Yeah. Um, and then another thing, I think that they are just excellent examples of what could be because right. um, for a long time, I didn't think that debt freedom was possible for myself. I I don't have a six-figure income. Um, I wasn't making a whole lot of money. and But what happened for us is that we had a change in our mindset. When we said, no, debt freedom's not for someone else. It's for me. Right. And so I think you can take that same thought process. Keep that same energy. And keep that same energy and up the ante a little bit and say, you know what? I think I want to retire early too. It's not just for someone else, but it's for me. And the beautiful part of this is that there are plenty of folks that are willing to share the steps that they've taken to achieve it. So I'm not out here by myself. There's already a blueprint and there's already folks with lived experience that can help guide me along the way. Absolutely, Cheyenne. For those of you who are listening, you're probably thinking, okay, man, this sounds good. I lot, you know, I, I want to get into the movement. Well, it's a two-part thing. And Shari, you kind of touched on it. Irish Journey and Rich and Regular, it was two-part for them. It was part, you know, cutting back their, their expenses and it's part increasing their income, getting side hustles. Spoke about how they use real estate to accelerate the process to create more income for themselves. They use businesses uh, and they have business endeavors, the same with the Irish Journey. They use real estate and they did side hustles. They have videos about all the side hustles they did. Those are all things to generate income to accelerate the process. So for those of you who's like, okay, but I don't make enough to, to be able to, to give this amount or give this percentage. That's why we preach side hustles. That's why we try to share different ways for you to increase that income. And 
we're not just preaching it to you. We're preaching it to ourselves. I'm looking right. right at Shire when I'm saying this because right. we want to do that too. Right. You know? And in some ways we are, but it's like, okay, how can I kick it up a notch? Absolutely. You know, and even for our listeners, it's like really being able to identify the talents that you have and thinking of how you might be able to monetize that talent, whether it's a story that you have or a skill that you have that you can share, um, you know, just whatever it might be, you know, what is it that you love to do and how can you monetize that? Right. Now, Shara, let's talk a little bit about what our preconceived notions were about all the noise we were hearing about financial oh, yes. entirely. So, oh, yes, I got what one. What were the stereotypes that you, you was hearing? And, I got a juicy you one. You thinking yourself. You I know, have a juicy one. Yes. So, well, we talked about it. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say it because it's like, should I say this? No, I'm going to go ahead. So, so the, yeah. <laughs> okay, Cut this cool. out. Okay. So it's like, okay, fire. Financial independence, retire early. Is that for black people? Right. Can a black man uh, leave the workforce to retire early and have the option to come back without it looking like he spent some time in the pen? What were you doing for 10 years, Mr. Murray? Um, You have a 10-year block on your resume. Uh, uh, Did you do some time? (laughs) Yeah, we're just joking. We're just joking, but... that was kind of a thing that we was like, okay, so what if we have to go back and how's it going to look? But the cool thing, and we're going to get back to more of those stereotypes. Yes. Chat. But the cool thing about that one is Armand and Katrina from Our Journey talked about this fail safes that they have in place. So they're not going back to work. Right. They're not going back unless they want to. On their terms. They're going back on their terms. They're not going to. They, I don't think they said that they were going back. No. So. <laughs> no. They plan for every what if. You know, right, and that's one thing that you have to do um, if if you're going to really follow through with this. So, right, and another thing is, I read the book Unshakable by Tony Robbins, and he talks about basically creating that foundation for your finances so it is unshakable. Mm-hmm. And he talks about diversification and having your money in so many different asset classes, and he really gives you the guide for what you would need to do to be unshakable. That means you're going to have money coming in regardless of what this market does. And so there are certainly resources. I mean, they are resources, the couples that we interviewed today, but there are certainly books that have knowledge that will really help you to, to have a strong foundation if you leave the workforce early. And I don't know why we're so dependent on our nine to five jobs, because in most jobs, they can get rid of you at any time yeah. um, with or without reason. And you may or may not have recourse. Yeah. So this whole thing, like I'm scared to leave my job, you know, it's really about, they're taking, not afraid to leave you exactly. to lose you. Yeah. And what this is doing is this is, this is you taking back your life. This is you taking back your situation so that you're not at the mercy of an employer, you know, um, like Shara said, the employer can just get rid of you for any reason. You know, uh, we're, we're cutting, you know, cutting back our staff or, you know, they could they could decrease your, your pay at any moment. So all this is doing is putting you more so in the driver's seat. Right. You know, so. Hey, Dad. Hey, baby girl. What's going on? Did you get a chance to read that book? 
No, Taylor, I sure haven't. I've just been so busy with work and, you know, with recording the podcast and everything. I just haven't had time to read that book yet. Have you heard about Audible? Oh, yeah, Audible. Audible is a leading seller and producer of spoken audio entertainment, and it's great for having your books on the go. I love Audible because it's right on your phone and you can play your favorite audio books wherever you are. Audible is giving our listeners an exclusive 30-day free trial. Let's go to audibletrial.com slash BMDF. And guess what? They're going to throw in two free audiobooks. So use our code audibletrial.com slash BMDF for Black Mary Debt Free. Now back to the show. Going back to some of the stereotypes, Shara, you know, just when you hear little catchphrase movements and you see uh, you kind of get a view of the landscape of who's involved in this. I kind of thought it was a little bit of a hipster movement. Because, right? uh-huh. <laughs> you, you know, you see the guys with the scruffy beards and, yes. and the, the flannels and they're, you know, eating out of a dumpster and uh, <laughs> not eating out of dumpster, eating out of a trailer just in order to retire. So you kind of just like, man, what is this? I, man, I'm not living like that. But as you can see from our interview with Amon, Christina and uh, Kirsten and Julian, man, these, these you're these, doing well. These, people are living their best life yeah you know what i mean and so that was a cool thing shard that you know that that was a uh, that was a misconception that i had about those involved in the fire okay and then another uh myth i think is that everyone who is on the path to fire are super high income earners mm-hmm. so i think that's another one because i think some of the folks that made it you know popular were people with high paying jobs or working in tech and they were just tired of being in tech you know almost like sorry not to cut you off my first thought was just spoil kids Uh, you you already got better jobs than the average American right but that's not good enough you you just want to be you just want to be done with work altogether that was my first impression like really right but no it's not just those people who are doing it Right. And and another myth is that everyone who uh, is pursuing fire, they hate their job. Mm. They just hate it. And like that's that's clearly not the case. And it's not always a matter of what they're doing, but it's a matter of this is my time. This is my life. I only get one of these. Mm. And if I had a choice, I would rather spend it with my family or pursue a passion project you know, instead of working to build someone else's dream, I want to take time to build my own. Absolutely. I, I don't know about you, but I'm all in on this thing here. And, Are you uh, all in? Yeah, man. Look, let's, keep, let's, you're let's all in it. now, but if we go and look at the budget and some things start getting reduced, yeah. I don't know that you can keep your back crack in there. I yeah. got my, I need my chiropractor shot. Okay, no, that's, is that a need or a want? It's okay, okay it's a need, it's, it's health. Maybe, um, maybe we could figure out a way to scale it back, you know, because what we want to do, man, we don't we don't want to we don't want to do anything that could potentially hinder us getting our time back. I think I don't know who said you can't quote. get time back. You I can't think, get time back. Right. But you can start taking your taking advantage, your, taking ownership of the time. you Taking have. control taking of your control. time that you have. Yes. Uh, so I think I, I don't know who said this quote, but every day you invest in the market or every time or every you know piece of money that you put into the market you're literally paying for a day off in the future mm-hmm. now that spoke to me right there yes so everything that you're putting away now in the market that you will eventually use in retirement you're paying for a day off so how could we don't think like that we're paying for a day off in the future 
So don't be scared to put money in that market. Don't be scared to, you know, to put away for your retirement because you just you're just accelerating the process, man. Right. And they also talked about like if you don't want to necessarily invest in the market, there are other places to invest. You don't have to just invest in the market. And so they certainly spoke to that and that was much appreciated. So there has been some opposition to FIRE, which basically stems from different trains of thought. Um, I think that Susie Orman was a person who was basically saying a person should work um, until they're 70 um, because Mm -hmm. people are living much longer than, um, than ever, you know? And so there was some opposition from her and then there were some other uh, folks online who were saying, you know, what is this fire movement? This isn't for me. I don't want to save that much of my income. But my thing is, well, why not if you can? Um, so, so ultimately it boils down to you doing what you want to do. Yeah. And so, and not only you doing what you want to do, but finding a way to make that happen. Mm -hmm. So as we're talking, we're saying, well, we actually might want to pursue fire, but what is it that we would actually really need to do? Mm. What would that actually take? What would that actually look like? What sacrifices would I actually have to make in figuring that out? And so, yes, the fire movement has had some opposition, but the reality of it is, is that there are black people who are achieving fire and, and there are black people who are working towards fire very successfully. And I think that that is such a wonderful thing. Now, you can certainly take a traditional route and work on your job for 20, 30, 40 years if you so desire. But if this is not what you desire, it appears to me that FIRE offers another way. Shar, do you do you think people do this? And, I, and I've, I've done this before. Sometimes a person may say, well, I, I want to work because... It's almost like a defense mechanism because it's safer for them. Or, well, yeah, I, I don't want to, you know, retire early. I'd rather. Or, does that really make sense? Yeah. Well. <laughs> or, or, you know what I mean? Like, if you ha- okay, just let me just break it down like this. Okay. If you have the option to not have to work starting today, or you work until you're 65, you're gonna take the 65 option. Why would you do like? Who would do that? So I, I think oftentimes people may say, "Well, I, I don't necessarily want to retire early, or I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't have to pay off my debts." I think it's a defense mechanism because it it feels like this is going to be a, that's going to be a struggle for me, you know what I mean? Or it's going to be work for me, and I, I don't. I just, so you tell yourself, "Oh, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm fine working until six. Why would Susie Orman? I'm sorry, I got to back to it. Why would Susie Orman say people should work till seventy years old? Because people are living longer. Because people are living longer. And we need to also understand that she is from a different generation. You know, different generations have different ideals when it comes to money. For millennials, if we're able to get a job and make some decent money, um, the market has done really well these past 10 years. That's been the experience of our generation. But think about the generations that 
have come before us or think about the generations that went through uh, the Great Depression or the baby boomers and what their experiences were uh, when it comes to the market and then also things that were happening at the time. So Susie Orman is also older. So it's not like she's 25 and she's saying that we should work until we're 70. Mm. You know, she's already in that arena right. of age. Knock on the door. Well, no, I think she might actually be 70. Be. Well, don't quote me on this. We can look up her age. It's, it's not a hard thing to do. And this is no shade. You know what I mean? This is a no shade zone. We just speak, we just speaking the facts and speaking with, you know. But, but then you have to understand that the prominent financial messages are prominent because of the marketing that it's backed by. So we talk about um, a lot of money gurus based on how often we see them, we hear them, and you know others around us are speaking about them. Mm. And that that's by way of marketing. Wow. So if you have a person, you know, such as Susie Orman, uh, who has a certain train of thought and a certain message that conflicts with what she's taught over the years, and she's the expert. Mm. You know, naturally, she's going to want to stand her ground right. and stand behind uh, the teachings that she has provided folks for many years. And I'm not saying whether it's good or bad. I know we've watched her television show yeah. and have enjoyed um, watching her. She's quite entertaining. Um, but that's another thing as well. So that is brings me back to uh, the importance of financial education so that you're not swayed by fancy marketing so that you're not swayed by whatever the coolest movement is at the time, but you can take information, you can look through it and decide, okay, this sounds right. I don't know about this here. This will work for me. Eh, this probably won't work for me. So it's about personal finance and it's called personal finance because it's personal. personal. It's going to work. What works for one person might not work for someone else. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Marcus, I want to get back to what you said earlier, mm -hmm. sorry, um, about uh, would someone really want to work until 65? Well, I think there is a misconception about what retirement is and what retirement looks like. And so one of the things about the FIRE movement is that not everyone is pursuing FIRE. Some people are pursuing FI. So they mm. call that the financial independence part. Not necessarily uh, wanting to retire early, but to have the option to retire early. And then another thing is when you think of retirement, what do you think of? You know, who has been the retired folks in your life? Usually that's grandma that's big grandma, mama grandpa. you know and she don't go nowhere she don't do very many things and so when you think of retirement you it have to sedentary right it feels very sedentary and so um so i think this movement is changing the idea of what retirement looks like and then when it comes to wanting to work into your older 
um, and to your older age, I think that we were created to serve, to create it to serve in some capacity. And you might be serving on your job. You might want to serve through volunteer work, but to just be all about yourself drinking pina coladas on an island for, you know, 20, 30 years because you reached your fire number for me and for a lot of people, that's probably not a fulfilling life. And that's not necessarily what they're preaching. Fire people are not saying that is what we're going to do. But I'm just saying, uh, generally speaking, you say, well, why would someone want to continue to work? I think they might say that um, with an, an, um, with the feeling inside of them uh, saying that I, I don't want to sit around and do nothing. Right, right. But that goes back to the movement changing the changing the, that narrative. The narrative of what retirement can actually look like. And, and I think, Shire, when speaking about myself, I think about retiring you know there may be a time period where a person literally does nothing but I think for me and for a lot of people you will find that thing that passion eventually because it's, it's just human nature you know I don't necessarily see an individual retiring in their 30s and from 35 till 90 and the Lord take them home they just sat on an island and did nothing you know so I think that that is somewhat of a, a stereotype that if you retire so early, you're going to just, what are you going to do? Okay, you're, you're in your 30s, so naturally, you may take some time off and detox from work, but you'll me personally, it out. you'll figure it out. You'll figure out something to do. You'll find that next passion. And, you know, going back to that, we had a great conversation one time with uh, Ty and Tyler from uh, His and Her Money. And we were, they, they were speaking to us off air you know, being like big brother, big sister. And they were, they asked me something that I have been really thinking about and wrestling with. They was like, what, are, what is your passion? So I go on and say, oh man, you know, I like doing this. I like doing that. And it was like, okay, but, but, but what are you passionate about? Well, I would, I, I want to do this. I, I want to do, and it's like, okay, but if you could, if, if, if money wasn't an object, you, you can do one thing, what would that be? And I was just like, man, I couldn't think. And I, and I wrestled with that for days, but then I came to the realization is I'm in the rat race so tough right. and so heavy right. working and going and, and being a, a dad and, and uh, you know, working nights and, and just ripping and running and, and seeing my, seeing Shire in passing, you know, the race, the rat race is so furious. I can't, I don't even know what that is. So I think these people retiring early. They're getting getting an opportunity to find out what their passion is, right? To detox from the rat race and be like, you know what? I really would love to create this program for the homeless. Or I, re- you know what I want to do? I never thought about doing this, but I want to do X, Y, and Z. So I think that's the beauty behind the fire movement as well. Right, and some people who are able to grab hold of what that vision is, and I know that a couple talked about that today they were able to see that vision of what they wanted to do and it actually motivated them uh, to pursue this journey and to do it with vigor and intentionality. Mm -hmm. And so it really fueled them. But I think that you're absolutely right. We spend so much time at work. And so my thing is like, we spend so much time at work that if you're not doing your life's work, mm-hmm. then you're going to be miserable. Yeah. Your life's work is what you were called to do, what you 
are passionate about what you're good at. Wouldn't you hate to be on a job and do something that you were absolutely terrible at? (laughs) What a miserable life, you know? So I think it's so important to connect with your purpose. It's so important to have a vision for your life and to be creative and to use your imagination to imagine what could possibly be. Could this be for you? That's the question. That's the question. Shire, I'm just through the moon, excited, hype, and I had a great time today interviewing Irish Journey and Rich and Regular. Yeah. We want to thank them so much for being on the podcast. And we thank you guys for listening. We thank you guys for rocking with, with the us. Black Married and Deathry podcast. Man. Yes. You guys make this thing happen. So we really appreciate you guys. Till next time. This is Marcus, and I'm here with my lovely wife. Shira. Well, this is the Black Married at Free Podcast. Can you say that part? All right, y'all. We holla at y'all later. Wait, we are Black Married and Death on fire. <laughs> Yo, so we hope you guys enjoyed that podcast episode. We hope that we said something that you can take away and apply. We are here to inform and to inspire. So do us a huge favor and don't forget to rate this podcast five stars on whatever platform you're streaming us. And if you want to become a supporter of the Black Merit and Death Free podcast, you can do so by clicking on the link below. That's it for now. Till next time, I'll let you guys later.